Hello and welcome to whatever this is or isn't or will be, otherwise known as to whom it may concern. And it may just concern you this fine whatever evening you've chosen to listen to this on. I am excited to be back. I'm happy to be back. Fully fledged Bubamara, fully fledged ladybug at your disposal, here to bring you pieces of the flow. I hope you are excited to be back. I have some good things cooking for us. Good, good conversation? Sure, good conversation. Today's episode, though, came to be a sort of a, I don't know, a shot in the dark that actually ended up working out. I was scrolling through Instagram one day and this page that I always, that I've been following for a while now, uh, called Deep Thinking Daily, had posted a picture, like made a post essentially, and the... Uh, the o- the OG of the pa- of the page. So basically, the owner of the page, may posted a picture of himself and introduced himself and was just talking about the work that he does and was talking about um, just the page of where the page is going and the fact that they had just launched a website along with it. And I was curious about the content, but most curiously, I was I was kind of amazed that a page that I've been following for years and has mainly been posting quotes of authors like in books or in movies or pieces snapshots of songs like bite-sized quotes the likes that you don't really get to see as much that are you know usually when you see quotes on Instagram it's like these cheesy quotes or these quotes that you don't even know where they came from but this page was somehow different like it does it did actually inspire deep thinking daily with with little effort like uh and it and it Im- implored you to investigate and see what that person had said other than the quote that was posted so i really liked it and then to see the person behind the page and to see that the page the person was real right it kind of fascinated me so i reached out and i asked if you know they'd be willing to actually come in and, and join the flow of of to whom it may concerns and to my surprise they said yes so this guest episode is going to be all about that. It's going to be me and Cheech Melache, or otherwise known as the owner of Deep Thinking Daily. Uh, we will be talking about pretty much like touching on different topics. This episode, there is a reason why it's called Coming Into Your Own. It's something that Cheech said early on like at the beginning of the of the conversation and then we went back we sort of wrapped up the entire conversation wrapping back to this concept to this idea of we were not born into our own shoes we kind of come into our own as we obviously as we live life right um cheech mentions the fact that by the time that he's 30 he's going to be reading a letter that he wrote to himself by the time uh, when when he was 20 which was uh, which which kind of started off this spiral of a conversation. Um, and it took us places for sure. We talked about social media and the effects of social media in, in creating this sort of shallow connection, which then disconnects us from each other in different ways. 
before further ado, I will allow you to join into our flow and may you find something in it to feed into yours. If you'd be interested to join me in the conversation, if you'd be interested to see what kind of flow we'd get into, or if you have a particular topic that you like to discuss and talk about and bring to the table, if you're particularly knowledgeable on that field, then please let me know. I would love to have a conversation. Uh, I love bringing new things into this podcast and bringing and opening topics that I'm not well versed on. Uh, so, and I love sharing that with the small audience that is building around this podcast. It all seems to be feeding into the topic of, I don't know how to connect with you and here's why, which is a topic that I started exploring um, in the previous episode of this podcast. And ever since then, every person that I've been talking to, this theme of disconnection has been coming up more often than not. I hope you enjoyed this conversation between me and Cheech. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be coming back hopefully to share with us the findings of the letter that he wrote to himself when he was 20 to read by the time that he's 30. So I'm excited about that. And I hope you will be too at the end of this episode. May you find something in it to feed into yours. If you don't mind me asking, what do you plan on doing going forward? Do you think you're going to mix it up with what you've been doing before and then maybe every other have a guest or you're just trying to see how each episode goes and then make a decision after that? Uh, well, right now, I'm definitely going to be focusing on this topic. Like, I don't know how to connect with you and here's why. Because I think it offers, it's a good topic to get people to join in on the conversation because uh, so far people have approached me with different perspectives on what that means to them you know what it means to be connected to somebody and ways that they've attempted to connect to somebody when they felt most disconnected uh, how that's actually affected them uh, what they've done to maybe like try to approach uh, their environment differently is it about people is it about maybe the things that you're doing with your work right so there's so many different perspectives Right, but it's right. all revolving around this feeling of, do I feel like I belong? Do I feel like I uh, can connect meaningfully to this world in this moment in time, right? And I think now I'm going to keep doing these single discussions, right? Like weekly, or every, it depends, like every other week, I have this journal. And I don't know, mm -hmm. I think you've, you've, you've listened to the first podcast. Yeah. And so now yeah, this is my... Two. Yeah, so this is my current one. I still haven't finished this one. And the other one is in Poland. Uh, so I'm thinking uh, I'm going to keep reading through the entirety of the journal. That's for sure is going to be one arch, like one arc, arc, arch. Mm. Yeah, one arc of the... <laughs> I should know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with arc. <laughs> arc. Arc sounds fine. So I, I, I will have to finish one arc of the story, which is the journal. And then there's this topic after that, which is, I don't know how to connect with you. Um, and this will probably, for the most part, have guests. And every once in a while, if I run into some sort of conclusion where I'm like, oh, hey, I want to stop here and I want to talk about this because I've been thinking about it, then I will talk about that. And there, it has actually happened. Uh, oh. So I'll probably be recording about that. Also more philosophical yeah, monologues. For sure. 
Interesting. Is the journal, and I apologize if you mentioned this in the earlier podcast, but how long ago is the journal from? Is it like uh, recent, last year, five years ago? I remember you had said something about burning like an old book or journal before this, 10 years ago. 10 years ago. It's been 10 years in the making. This one is from 2021. So this one is the most recent. Um, okay. I started it mid mid twenty twenty one, but that one was uh, ten years old. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool that you're doing that, and kind of funny because I'm coming up on my thirtieth birthday, and I wrote a letter to myself when I was twenty. So I'm very excited and kind of scared to uh, read the letter to myself because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I put in like expectations like you better be doing this you better be doing that um, so Uh-oh. we'll see if I uh, <laughs> if I reached my own milestones <laughs> we'll see we'll see I'm coming up on 30 <laughs> next year and now that you said that I'm already anxious about the fact that I didn't do that so should I have done that I could... is that uh, a thing that you do okay. <laughs> We're all in the same boat, yeah. <laughs> underachieving our, our former goals. I hope in any case you can have a good laugh at it and maybe you can tell it, oh, it's okay, we've done better. Or, you know, if, if, if you haven't met your goals, it's like, ah, it's okay, I, I did something else that was actually turns out to be better. Usually it turns out to be like that. Go. That's a good positive twist. Or maybe I'll just set the goals a little lower for my letter to my 40-year-old self. So I'll rein it back. It will we'll for sure. It should. It should for sure determine what you say to your forty. <laughs> but first, like read the twenty-year-old letter or the ten-year-old letter from your twenties, mm-hmm. and then when you're putting together the one for your forties, maybe you can be kinder, softer. I, I don't know how you were. You know, exactly. 20s. You can you can adjust your the way that you communicate with yourself. So I think that is yes, also important. That's- that's the current plan. But um, mm-hmm. just so you know, it was nice uh, to see that someone else was going back and rereading what they wrote and uh, appreciating some of it and cringing at others because I do feel like I'll be doing that as well. So, yeah, I'm not alone. Yeah, I have been told, like, I have been asked the question isn't that like holding on to your past? You know, uh, because I burned my previous journals, right? That was like when I was 13 to from 13 year old to 15, 16 year old, I burned those journals. Uh, And I did that. Obviously, I was a teenager. I don't know. I did it out of spite. I did it because I just needed Mm -hmm. to move on from some things. And I've regretted it because I felt like what if there was something there that I could learn? Right. But I had to move on from that. And now I, ch- I chose to keep this journal. I chose to go back to it and read it because ever since I started exploring more about uh, just the human mind and how our formative, our formation process of the self and the ego, you know, and how those two kind of come together and how we function in our daily mm-hmm. lives, how to be better for ourselves and then for our environment and for society, for communities, right? Once I started learning mm-hmm. more about this, I realized that there is so much in that journal, in that in those 10 years, which were intensely formative for me, where I could go back and think, okay, like 
the, I wrote about this and most of it, uh, as you've seen, like it's kind of philosophical because I didn't like go, oh, today I woke up and I went to college and I spoke to this person mm -hmm. and this is what I thought. Right, right. It's more like an accumulated- It was very big picture. Very big picture, yeah. But it was an accumulation of everything that I was experiencing at that time. I was experiencing at that time, and then put into like an, a journal entry. And now going back from here to then, it's looking. It's not like uh, it's setting expectations or anything like that for myself. But it's more like asking myself, okay, if I've thought that then do i objectively still believe that like do i objectively still think that this is what helped me or maybe it it there is something there that i didn't see at the time but i see now that this is what helped me become who i am today and this is what kept me on my feet when i was at my worst and then this is what you know okay this is what has actually pulled me down because there was some realizations in this dirt in these journal entries that made me think twice about okay well I was wrong, right? When you when we're writing, mm -hmm. we kind of forget about what we write. Just like you, you, mm -hmm. you wrote it that you wrote that letter to yourself. It's not like you couldn't have remembered it, at least parts of it. But your brain specifically decided to like put it in a box and say, no, I will get back to this when I'm 30. That is the purpose of this item, right? Of this thing. And similarly when i'm writing even this or poetry i still think i still think that this is just our brain's tools to dump like to upload or some of that information somewhere and then just leave it there because we know that it's safely stored so our brains are not encumbered with it right so now i'm moving on mm -hmm. to the next thing but going mm -hmm. back to it could be invaluable because it could show you these breadcrumb trails unless of course you are obsessing with it or you're going back to a particular case scenario trying to like yeah redigested that's unhealthy because there's so much you know so much that you can digest by it from any particular thing so yeah this is yeah, there's definitely the there's definitely a balance to strike with it because if you if you get too into it you can kind of self-indulge and then kind of force yourself to kind of weave a story to your past and instead of uh on the, on the flip side if you don't remember it you might not know who you are where you came from and where you're going somewhere in the middle is a good balance of like, okay, I'm accepting a few of those things that I did in the past. There is kind of this common thread, but also some things just didn't work out and I need to burn that bridge and move on. Um, and it's a tough, you know, it's a tightrope to, to, to walk there, you know, and I don't need to tell you I, <laughs> you're going through it, but um, I'm just kind of, I guess, coaching myself for when I when I read my own letter and uh, try to take everything with a grain of salt, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. No, because we don't know what is to come. So for sure, we especially if we're focusing on setting an ex expectations for ourselves versus setting a path to achieving this expectation, right? If, if I'm giving mm -hmm. myself tools to achieve something, then that is a different story than if I'm getting just pointing at the mountain peak uh, and telling ourselves, go do that. Like, I want to do that. And when we're young and we're, we're thinking of the future, especially I feel like 10 years ago, 30 felt maybe 50 years into the future. It felt so far into the right. future. I felt like I would be an adult now, you know, like oh, I, I turn 30 next year, right? So I, I should know more stuff. I should be ready to deal with things, you know, I should have everything kind of settled. 
but because we're kind of naive, we don't know what is expected of us. And most importantly, we don't understand, especially for our generation, we grew up in this age of exponential uh, so socializing, or what do, what do we call it? Like with, with online, with the online world blowing up and now we have social mm -hmm. media and this idea mm -hmm. that, oh, we're connected more than ever. It blew up in the middle of our generation and now it's escalating right even more like with TikTok and, and so on and so forth yeah. it's like at a whole different level uh but we are the generation which remembers floppy disks so when you actually had to put things in floppy disks physically take it to each other and then yeah. transport that to usbs and now we live in a world also where everything is shared online everything is up in the cloud like everything is ethereal uh, we don't even really need to connect or talk to each other to feel like we are connected to each other, to some stranger out there in the rest of in the other side of the world, because we see their TikToks mm -hmm. every day. So we forget what it means, though, to connect to ourselves. And this is my point. We didn't think back then right. what this is your problem. Like. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, it's the, the name of the last episode. Yeah. 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 So in this case, 20, like my 20 year old self had no clue about the struggles that this past 10 years of life, like what they've been and you know what, what kind of hurdles I, I had, to, had, we all had to overcome, right. To reach those mountain mm -hmm. peaks. But the important mm -hmm. thing is that you had mountain peaks pointed out. Right. And that kept you in a certain right. direction. And that you're here and you're still keeping it up i think that is the biggest takeaway for us to to take into the next chapter of our lives right like we're here we made it right. and we decided to keep shooting like going upwards and upwards yeah yeah, yeah no I, I i follow you and i think the the next decade will be very interesting as the the millennial generation ages um yeah, because it's sure. yeah, at least from what I've seen, it's a, a very self-focused generation um, and kind of thought they were going to change the world. And I mean, I'm sure we've made some great strides, but I'm interested to see how uh, millennials go into their 30s and all of a sudden they're not the young generation that's going to change the world. Now you got the new generation coming in. And, you know, I'm interested to see how uh the humbling process goes for this generation and for myself in general you know mm. um to no longer be the young the young person at work the young person at sports a young person wherever you know it's very it's an interesting humbling experience uh going into the next decade yeah now that you say that i didn't think about it like that no <laughs> perhaps a sad twist there yeah i <laughs> I wouldn't say sad. It's more like it's thematic. I don't know how we started making, like how we ended up making this conversation about our thirties. <laughs> but uh, I'll say that it's been a topic of discussion now as well, because I just like I I told you I'm back home now. I'm visiting Kosovo, right? And over right. here, it's been it's being reminded to me like consistently that I am about to turn thirty. And I'm not sure how that made me feel other than <laughs> I guess I'm excited. I don't know. Am I excited? Am I not? And I didn't understand why. Because if you ask me, I think mm -hmm. the 30s is really our 20s. Like this process of, okay, now the new generations are going to change the world. And now it's for us, it's like this humbling process. I agree with you. I think now mm -hmm. 
I guess it's us looking back and saying, well, there was a lot to learn there. Had no idea. <laughs> I, I wanted to change things, but first and foremost, I got to change myself. So <laughs> if we hopped on that train of actually self-actualization, you know, like, okay, self-assessment, let me not, uh, not necessarily like being on this fight in our twenties, we're fighting to establish ourselves. Like I am X, Y, Z, right. I am, I am this person and I'm trying I'm investing my energy to maintain this self-image, right? It could be inflated, whereas, you know, I perceive myself as bigger than I actually am, or it could be deflated and I perceive myself as smaller than I actually am. And by I actually am, I mean, just things that you've absorbed, like just through exposure and things that you've learned and things that you've mm -hmm. thought, right? And um, it's it, both ways. You spend a lot of energy, both keeping it in, inflated and deflated. There's a lot of energy there. Right. Either way, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really freeing and depressurizing if we just kind of stop applying that pressure and stop attempting and we just let it, let the balloon kind of fall exactly like wrap around us and reveal our, what I'm, what I'm starting to understand as like an authentic self mm -hmm. you know if I ask you who are you you will give me an answer who are you teach you know or who are you Frank but then if yeah. I ask you but who you are you really it somehow changes how what we answer that question you know but who are you right. really it's the same question. Yeah, you have your you have your interview response and then you have like your actual response underneath it um, but to your point about the humbling process, like it's, it's, uh, it's not just humbling, you come into your own, like there's, it's, mm, it's mm -hmm. nice in the own. sense that you realize, okay, I know what I do like, I know what I don't like, I know the friends I want to be around, I know the friends I don't want to be around, I know how hard I work at work, and this is the level I want to be in, in the corporate hierarchy or whatever. Um, I know my hobbies and I know what I want to do on Saturdays now, whereas there is kind of this anxiety, um, in your early twenties and to your kind of, whether you have an inflated ego or a deflated ego, where you're just trying to figure out who you are. And there mm -hmm. is something nice as you get into your late twenties and maybe it continues into your thirties of just like, you know what, I know who I am and I don't feel as guilty anymore about saying no to things. I know uh, the things I want to do and so be it. If people think mm. of me this way, so be it. I'm, I don't need to prove anything on social media. I don't need to prove anything at my job. You know, you just, you really, uh, you really just come into your own. And even though that's humbling, it's also kind of nice. So there's a little bit more of a positive spin of, <laughs> of yeah. going into our 30s if yeah. That helps. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely I think so. I, I believe so too and I mean coming into your own that's a good way to say it that's exactly it coming into your own authentic self um and maybe this is why they even say you know in in, in psychology or like through, when you're going through psychotherapy there are certain things certain um certain traumas that it's harder becomes harder to process into your 30s and sort of analyzing this now it makes sense why because you start to believe that that is who you are right maybe i wouldn't maybe say that it's sort of a biological clock 
you know, we all have our timings. It's, it's, it's very particular, it's like very subjective for each of us. Uh, but I do believe there's some truth there to think there is at a, at a point in time when we do come into our own, you know, that whatever object has been growing inside of us, whatever, and by object, I mean the self, whatever sense of self has been growing inside of us with our intelligence, accumulated intelligence, experience, and things that we've been exposed to, like things that we carry with us. It's sort of, we've, we kept graveling at that, you know, we kept, uh, uh, what's the word there, like that sculptures do? Chiseling. Chiseling, yeah, chiseling. chiseling. So where you like keep chiseling this, this inside self uh, and we do it uh, with the knowledge that we have of the world and our, just our, the understanding that we have of the world. And we're doing it kind of mindlessly, you know, and kind of in the back of our heads. Sometimes we do it proactively yeah. through yeah. therapy. And sometimes it's completely out of control and parts of that can completely shatter and break through traumatic events. And now we're, we're, we're attempting to reestablish ourselves. And then there's this moment in time when we're like, oh, I now realize time is fin finite. I have a certain amount of time that has left right me, like that is behind me yeah. and a certain amount of time ahead of me. And I have accumulated enough. It's like three decades of experience feels like enough considering the average lifespan of a human being so maybe this is kind of an intuitive moment of realization hey wait a minute uh let me pop the balloon now or let me just now have this this balloon wrap the statue inside like a skin right and now let's yeah. this is me this is truly yeah. me and i feel less guilty mm -hmm. i feel less shame because it feels like me authentically and i'm not going to apologize for being myself Right. So for sure, there yeah, is this positive, positive spin to it. Yeah, yeah. You've accepted the trade-offs too that that time forces on you. You know, you only have X number of years and decades left. You've learned from your previous years. I've understand that I could learn more at this, or I could, you know, try these different things. But at some point, I have to choose who I am, how I'm going mm. to react. And, you know, it's not that I can't adjust, you know, I'm mm -hmm. not fixed to this same personality the rest of my life, Yeah, absolutely. but at some point, if I'm just completely open to everything that comes at me, then I'm never going to grow myself, you know? Absolutely. So, it turns then into a distraction somehow, you know, then yeah. you're allowing yourself to be, and to be distracted, it means that you have to have some sort of sense of direction, you know, where you're going that like that top of the mountain, right? That mountain peak. You say, that is where I want to go. This is where I want to be, or that's where I want to become. And we understand as well, growing up, that while there's many mountain peaks that we will want to conquer, and we know yeah. that as human beings, we're much more rewarded by the journey than the actual destination. This is like beyond a cheesy saying now. It's actual fact, because our brains mm -hmm. do feel happier when we're chasing after something like the dopamine cycle, essentially, like once you get it, it's like, ah, a bit anticlimactic and growth is understanding, well, I can become that. That is not the goal. The goal is that as I am becoming, I just feel like I'm walking really, I'm filling my own shoes and I feel comfortable in these shoes of mine. Then I don't need to mm -hmm. add more pieces or like cut pieces or just have to like rip it to shreds so that I feel more comfortable. Like, no, I can just walk in my shoes, go in any direction I choose, like Dr. Sue said, mm -hmm. <laughs> and just go there, you know, just keep walking and be, try to be happy, try to enjoy myself, try to enjoy my life with the people that I surround myself with. So I love that you made note of that. Like, I absolutely agree with you. Those, those points 
those are all those become our values or really those parameters like what kind of people do i want to surround myself with you know who do i want to spend my time with what kind of books do i enjoy reading right. what kind of shows do i want to expose myself to music etc they look right. they seem so i don't know insignificant or small you know but actually they make a huge part of our life experience and we should be mindful of them yeah. yep absolutely yeah. so anyway we for sure <laughs> small tangent small small tangent yeah i agree so who is cheat melis is it Cheech Melis? Melacci. Melacci. I think the Cheech Italians say Melacci. Um, um, my dad's Italian, and maybe the dialect in the South changed it to Melacci. But uh, yeah. Okay. So Melacci will go with. <laughs> Melacci. Okay. I One uh, quick insertion here. You know, in Albanian, Melacci. Melacci is actually uh, um, uh, angel. It means angel. Melacha. It means angel, oh. an angelic figure. So wow. I just heard it when you said melachi, melache. Honestly, I, I think you should stick with melache because it's... Melache. Okay. okay. I'll stick with the, the angel meaning in Albanian. <laughs> um, but uh, to answer your question, um, I'm still sorting that out. Um, <laughs> hence our conversation, hence my interest in philosophy and kind of uh, self-analysis. Um, but if you want to know about the page, um, like we discussed earlier, that's uh, how we met. Um, yeah, I started it do. in, yes, I started it in college, just kind of reposting a lot of uh, different quotes that I found. I always really, I like just going on Goodreads and looking up uh, all the top quotes, depending on what uh, I was feeling. You know, if you're looking for motivation quotes, you could just type in motivation quotes. The top thing that will come up on Goodreads is the hashtag motivation. It's all ranked by like, um, you know, who's voting for the top quote. And I would just go in there and get motivated. And then eventually I was like, you know what, I'm spending way too much time on Instagram anyway. I might as well uh, start a page. I looked up philosophy daily and that was taken. So then I was like, well, what else do I got here? And this is in the real early days of Instagram. So I had deep thinking daily. Okay, that works. Um, and then from there, I was like, let's just be consistent. I'll post every day. Um, I did the file unfollow thing for a while until the algorithm decided my account was big enough and it probably was in a lot of people's explore pages. Um, and then eventually I just kept taking off and posted every day and then Instead of just copying, pasting, whatever I found, I eventually just started curating it, putting my own uh, style on there, got a logo. And uh, now um, I'm trying to expand it a little more just because I feel like um, Instagram might have had its day, similar to how MySpace uh, fell and Facebook is kind of a hot mess. I feel like Instagram's hot now, but it's going to have its day. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's the next platform? And if not, how do I reach the audience that I've built? So I have the websites um, and I'm starting a newsletter, but um, to be honest, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's next. Um, I thought TikTok might be the next uh, big thing, but that seems to have its own niche. Twitter has its own niche. Um, 
So I don't know, maybe Instagram continues, but I just feel like you can only go so long until people feel like it's not the cool thing and everyone moves to a different platform. So I'm looking for ideas still. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like Instagram is trying to uh, apply or like um, integrate some of the systems that Twitch, uh, not Twitch, uh, TikTok has um you know now you have these reels on there so now you can start building reels similarly to TikTok. you can just like scroll through like people's videos it's a, it seems it's a weird copycat situation going on now where it's like the big guys fighting to to maintain this to establish this monopoly like oh no i am the big guy no i am the big guy and twitter is just kind of in the background as as it intended to be i guess like the birds tripping in the background they don't really mind anybody's yep. they don't really want to be big they're everywhere and there's always going to be birds tripping somewhere <laughs> so i think yep. they enjoy and it will probably always maintain this kind of level of uh that it is right now but instagram and tiktok they're definitely fighting for the number one spot um yep. i'm not sure though if <clears throat> excuse me i'm not sure though if uh, instagram would just back down and say oh you know okay now now it, it like it's like we're dying or we're like myspace it's time to uh turn the key and twist the knob and, and maybe it will eventually become our millennial uh rest space you know like just now i i see the generation of my parents and my siblings like they're they're about they're well 15 years older than me around that like age so like half a generation older than me and they're comfortable in facebook you know they yeah they've started transitioning into instagram but now they're like nah you know what facebook i'm comfortable here i already had to learn this thing like i already had right. to establish my self in this social media like who I am, mm -hmm. who I want to present myself as. Instagram is like too much work. And for us, it was kind of the same. We've tried everything, Facebook and MySpace and High Five. And because we've had it mm -hmm. like circulating, not even TikTok now, but me personally, I stopped at Instagram because I, I, I said, this is enough yeah. exposure for me. Yeah. Uh, Spread yourself too thin. Yeah, it's too far too thin. Like every other year you're mm -hmm. changing your social medias. And now, uh, so from my perspective, for our generation, Instagram is going to be here to stay. Uh, it's just mm -hmm. most likely going to be a lot more curated content. Like it's going towards this more curated content, maybe more mature content uh, for people who are looking for specific things that, you know, like you, you mentioned, like your page is actually from Goodreads. And I can't remember, like I've seen some people sometimes send me like links to their uh, book lists from Goodreads. Mm -hmm. And when I see it, mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, people still use Goodreads. So, yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's for real. It's great, but I'm not part. I wasn't part of that uh, uh, that stream, right? That stream of people that right. went on Goodreads and then started populating their list and all that. But I can appreciate the system. And now you, being someone from that stream, you took the top content, right? And then you you decided to showcase it in a different format, in your own format, in your own way, like in on Instagram, and create this curated content for people who share the same kind of thinking that you invite them to deep thinking daily right and i i love this about instagram right? that you can sort of build your own thing but you you don't have to make up the lines or you don't have to like on myspace uh you would you would put in songs i guess from different artists and that was kind of like your self-presentation like hey this is who i am i like avril lavigne yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so, I think I think people have too much vested interest in the current social media platforms that maybe everyone kind of just settles into whatever they're comfortable with and mm -hmm. the changing stops. You know, maybe it doesn't continue like MySpace, Facebook, Instagram. It's just like mm -hmm. I've worked too hard to get my business going on Instagram or Facebook mm -hmm. or Twitter and I'm not going to let this thing go and so maybe it stays. I mean, it would be good for me if it stayed. I just, I'm uh, mm -hmm. skeptical. Mm -hmm. so. yeah. No, I can understand. And growing into web is always a good idea. Um, we'd be surprised. I mean, we, we are always surprised that email is still alive and around, but people still subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> people mm -hmm. still mm -hmm. will read their emails and they like their daily digests and you know weekly updates from their favorite websites. Uh, it's a good it's a good place to be just spread yourself to like very consistent uh stable markets quote unquote which no matter what happens like if we are all going to always like a 5g world where you know we're all on the web we're all on the metaverse let's say i metaverse. think all of that is going to be uploaded into that space into this virtual space because we're taking mm. it with us uh so for sure. I mean, yeah, and I've 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 heard of some apps trying to. Uh, it might not be like you start over, like you started over from Facebook to Instagram or MySpace to Facebook. It might be like you just kind of merge into it, and somehow mm -hmm. Instagram in the metaverse has its own place, and you're able to connect with your audience. Um, because people have just built up too much of a, a vested stake for them to just start over anywhere else. Um, unless it's the young, uh, the young kids that are like, uh, I'm gonna go on TikTok because I'm just starting social media and my parents just let me have this. So yeah. I don't care which one, you know? So yeah, yeah we'll see. Yeah, I totally get what you mean. Uh, I'm curious though, like, um, I just had a thought, like you have two, let's say sides on Instagram, as opposed to what MySpace was or High Five was like, High Five was probably a fan favorite for a lot of people because you could even design the website, you can change the colors and you could like make your own fonts and each like uh, column or each section of the page, you could put something else in it, you could put music, but then over here, I want some imagery that I got online and I just want to share with you what I what kind of stuff I like to see. It was as, as humans, I think we're always using social media to express ourselves, but rather and, and, and rather put like our best face forward and say, this is who I am. And we do that because we're seeking out, we're wanting to connect. That is like our invitation. Mm -hmm. Hey, like if you like the same things, then maybe we can connect, you know, and this is why I'm yeah. always trying to put my best face forward. Um, and conversely on Instagram, right now right there is a dichotomy between and and this is a thought that i've been having too so i would like to hear your thoughts on it as well like there is a dichotomy between i am using instagram as a platform as a tool to raise my business and i'm using uh, instagram as a tool to, to i have a page and i treat that maybe not as a business it, it might not be profitable but it is a serious hobby right it's something that i enjoy doing and it's something that i put a lot of my time with a lot of my extracurricular time and mm -hmm. then there is the side of instagram which is personal right like the this is who I am of, of the high five era, you know, this is who I am. And these are the kind of things that I like. And there's two layers to that. There's the 
uh, temporary stories, which now you can even save it, like pin on the page. Or And mm -hmm. then there's posts and live videos, which are even longer videos, right? So now Instagram is expanding on both fronts, personal life, mm -hmm. here am I, and then the product side. And then there's this mishmash between the two. Am I, where people are confused and I am now at a moment where I'm genuinely now thinking of opening a page specifically for the podcast, for example, or for other things that I want to do, or maybe I just want to keep like this, I, this page as an identity of self-expression. Like this is my multiple ways of expressing myself through the podcast and music and whatever, my personal life, mishmash. Yeah. How do you differentiate between the two and what made this dichotomy clear to you to say, I am teach. I have my own personal page where I have my friends and then, you know, I, this is what I live my life, private life. And mm -hmm. then there's this open page where I am pushing in content and I'm, and I'm doing business. You know? um, I guess from, from my side, it was more just like, um, okay, I have this interest. Um, I'm, I'm not really planning on making money, but I have a serious hobby and mm -hmm. uh, I like to share quotes, but same time I know my friends and family they don't want to see you post every day and listen to your thoughts or whatever quotes you think are good mm -hmm. so it was more just like all right I don't want to annoy them um I'll just make sure that this is separate um mm -hmm. it'll be kind of its own company let's say and then I'll just work on it on the side and I don't if if you're asking I would say I would separate them just because, um, I don't know, it, it's very clean to me. It's like, okay, I have my quotes on the side. And then if I want to share what's going on with my life, I have this other page. And if people from the DTD account want to see what's going on in my life, they can follow this. And if my friends and family um, think I'm a deep thinker and like my quotes, they can go over here. But um, when you have it all in one, it feels kind of pushy. Um, and it just doesn't feel necessary. And I think it's, that's not always the case. Sometimes it's good to just have one. It's a one-stop shop for who you are, you know, mm -hmm. like you're into podcasting and you want to share your thoughts and you have a lot of good ones. I've listened to the episode. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so maybe you're just like, this is who I am. And this is, um, if you like it, don't follow me. Um, but uh, I'm not explaining it well, but it just definitely feels cleaner to, to separate them now from the other perspective of like um you know what's coming in your feed it is kind of confusing of like am i following this person or this celebrity on instagram or is this like their social media team uh mm. posting all this stuff with every 10th one being an ad it's like mm. and do i really care about the social media team posting this stuff um mm -hmm. so it's confusing from the other end but i think from my perspective and uh, what you want to do going forward, I would definitely separate it just because it's it's easier for friends and family on the one side and then people who like your account but are interested in you personally, it's, it's way less pushy to be like, yeah, I've separated the two. Because I've mm -hmm. seen a lot of people on Instagram that combine and just like, all right, look, I don't if you're selling something, sell it on a different page and I'll follow that if I'm interested in buying your product. But to do it on your personal page is a little much. Interesting. Okay. I, I, I see what you mean for sure. Like pushy in the sense of, hey, 
guys i'm it's it's kind of obliging especially your close friends and like family okay now do i need to engage with this because i know that it'll help you expand and grow like in that sense for sure i get it i was more so like thinking of it from the perspective of um like you as an individual and your creations right like how let's say you are trying to create like you're saying in the beginning you're trying to create your son's sense of self and in the meantime you have your physical sense of self where you have i have like agnesa i i I operate this body on a daily basis and i'm out there in the world i'm engaging with people i'm going to work i'm doing my things you know and Mm -hmm. there is that sense of self that i'm trying to grow and I'm exposing myself to different uh, emotional perspectives and like to different uh, obviously climates and environments and this will affect me on a deep level so that will keep me chiseling right so that's like let's say mm-hmm. one arc <laughs> one story arc mm-hmm. of mine mm-hmm. as Agnesa right and then there's the other arc story which is my social media now and uh, this is a conversation that I've had with a friend with two friends of mine uh over the years like when we were talking about social media and how sometimes you just kind of need to take the break you know you take this break and Mm -hmm. now it's even become a system of instagram where if you're trying to deactivate your account it it asks you hey maybe you don't want to deactivate it you can just take a break you know and you can take a break for a certain time and they've Mm -hmm. implemented that and obviously because they did that it tells us that a lot of people tried to do that like they deactivated their account as a way of just pressing pause on that story arc like i understand like i now have this pressure if i am in that medium obviously if i am in the medium of instagram i feel like even if it's a personal site i have to show up and i have to engage with my quote-unquote audience even if that's just like friends and family and here and there maybe like an expanded group of people if i do something different like that is I don't know, out of the ordinary, like I'm an influencer or I don't know, people like how I dress or whatever image mm-hmm. that I want to build for myself. Right. Sure. And so there's this other story arc of uh, there is me in real life, there is me in social media, and then there is my, this other space, this hobby, this other thing outside of myself that is bigger than me and this potentially bigger than all of us. And I want to, mm-hmm. but in, it includes, it involves all of us and uh or includes is a better word because involved like it includes you're exposing you're trying to get like a bigger group of people to join in this uh let's say ritual of maybe follow it is sort of a ritual you're posting content every day they see that content every day it's kind of like it becomes part of their daily process yeah it's like yeah yeah and and this is like the third layer so in this case for sure uh, you would have to make a clear separation, maybe even for your own sanity. <laughs> maybe right. even for that, like to maintain yeah. a piece of your sanity. But how does it feel like Absolutely. now for you, having a big page like Deep Thinking Daily, and you know what you want there, and you just said, and I find that very interesting. Like there is the separation. Like not a lot of your friends, family, like want to really see your philosophy, like or you know that you're deep thinking, and they think, oh come on, like mm-hmm. teach. Here goes Cheech again yeah. with his deep philosophy stuff, yeah. and they turn it stupid off. Stupid thoughts, right? Yeah. How do you, how does that make you feel? Like, how do you feel in between the both worlds? Uh, can you can you like put that to words or? Um, I feel pretty normal. I mean, most uh, like I said, because of the the switch, it it, it 
been received generally positively by my friends that follow because you're not pushy about it. You're like, hey, here's the account if you want to follow it. If you want to mm-hmm. subscribe to the newsletter, it's all there. Um, whereas if I pushed it, they would probably be a little annoyed and be like, all right, come on now. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen a thousand of these pages. I don't need to follow yours. You're not particularly deep. Like, and I've heard your stupid rants before. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> um, so okay. I think that's, that's where it's like important Hardcore. not to be, <laughs> it, it's important not to be um, too pushy, but I, I, I really just trying to figure out now how to make it more timeless because I really like doing it. It's interesting. It, um, it motivates me. I hope it motivates others. And, um, and also, you know, I, I stumble across a lot of different things and I'm like, well, you know what? I've seen 10 quotes by this person and I really like it. I'm going to go read the book. And then mm-hmm. I read the book. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. But I would have mm-hmm. never, um, read certain books or listen to certain podcasts if I hadn't seen all of these quotes and I was like oh my gosh this is incredible and a lot of times you know in Goodreads because it's all it's not always Goodreads but mm-hmm. uh, certain categories if they're very specific you get down to like two three likes and you see a lot of authors that no one's ever heard of you're mm. like oh. would have never saw that if I wasn't digging um, so you find a lot of different uh, uh interesting quotes, interesting podcasts, interesting books. And it's been really fun. So I'm just trying to figure out how to keep this thing consistent, um, keep it going long-term and um, see where it goes from there. Um, I don't really have any plans to sell it or to make money. If I do, great. I'm not uh, against that, (laughs) but um, yeah, it doesn't, no one has approached me uh, with enough money yet where it would be worth it to kind of partner or advertise and then I feel like some people would put you in a different category too because they're like oh he's promoting this he's doing that he's finally reached that point of followers where he's just going to try to make money off this so hopefully I don't ever uh go that route what was the question I forgot <laughs> <laughs> I think you answered it it's like making the separation making this differentiation between um or rather how uh, preserving your energy so that you have the capacity of maintaining your three selves yourself in the physical world yourself in the social media and then yourself in this extra thing that you're trying to create like a special hobby if it's not your obviously your full-time job uh and how where you find the energy to juggle between all of them like let's say what oh when do you find the time to deal with deep thinking daily? Like, do you schedule it in to your, to your daily, uh, let's say r- routine, or uh, is it something that you just, you're reading? And I, I love, by the way, I love that you mentioned um, this, this, this particular, like, you know, you sometimes when you're looking through Goodreads or whatever medium you're finding these quotes on, you can get to the background where you know you're finding these hidden gems and now you're resurfacing Mm -hmm. them i think this is just it's it's incredible like tell me more about that like when did it ever happen that you found an author um and and what was that like like how was it perceived by our audience um usually pretty good i mean I, i noticed that you'll get more engagement if the you know the hashtag of the author is like you know bukowski or someone mm-hmm. um that tons of people just follow the hashtag but the page has gotten big enough where if the quote is good people 
will like it and uh, you'll get you know pretty good uh, reaction in the comments um i'm trying to think of you know something someone specific um uh, i'm gonna be mad that i can't remember his name right now we can go Maybe back I to can, we can share it in the show notes or something <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah exactly but um yeah, there's tons of quotes that have stuck with me that from people that I just wouldn't have ever ran into if I wasn't searching. But the process really is just, you know, I watch different movies all the time. I'm trying to become uh, uh, a kind of a movie buff. Um, I'm definitely not there, but I've been watching a lot of movies. So I'm trying to get more movie quotes in there. Um, if I'm reading something, I'm in a, a book club with a few of my friends uh, from back home. And uh, we're always finding good quotes in there. Um, but usually around Sundays, I get all of uh, my screenshots of different quotes. Um, and then I curate uh, and, and get all like kind of the boxes together for usually seven days ahead. And then I'm good. And then if something hits me throughout the week and I really like it, maybe I'll just do it in the morning and post. It doesn't take long now. I do it all on the Fanto app. Um, very simple. It's a uh, simple text. Um, it's been the same for, for years now. Um, but yeah, and then now that people know that I have the page, some of my friends send me stuff, um, and, or share stuff on Instagram from other pages. There's a couple other good ones. I philosophy daily and I are pretty good friends. There's a guy, Vizzy Andre. Um, I don't know if you follow him. He's got a lot of good stuff. Um, and then there's like a hundred philosophical outlaws on Instagram now, philosophical which, um, outlaws. What or like that? poetic outlaws or they, they're all like kind of like versions of the same thing. Um, it always has like outlaws in it. I don't know why. Um, really? <laughs> and there's a lot of good quotes that come from that, but they're usually like in a specific kind of category. Like, um, I try to keep mine a little more like all around the map so it could be movie quotes it could be comic strips it can be um well-known authors it can be you know authors you've never heard of um but those are usually like specific kind of quotes um they either go like uh people usually either go to like very motivational almost like cheesy gary v quotes mm. or they'll do the like very like dark more like hipster Bukowski quotes and those are kind of like good categories and those those guys do really well because there's a there's a large market for that I try to mix mine up but perhaps I spread myself too thin with that um mm, hence yeah. I've seen maybe that. that's an excuse because they're doing better <laughs> well I mean I've seen some of yours like <laughs> you knows? even you even are taking things from uh, I, I've been seeing that you recently took things from The Office and I'm just watching The Office now. And for sure, like there is a lot there to learn and to take with me in my daily life. Like I, yeah. I, I see it, I watch, I'm like, wow, I couldn't imagine that this life lesson is coming to me from The Office. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then I saw one of the quotes on your page. And I'm like, oh, I see the value in that, you know? <laughs> I'd rather... I'd rather have, and this is maybe the thing, you know, where, where it comes when you have a page like that and you're trying to like, to also sculpt that, right? That's like your side mm -hmm. sculpting job. Um, yep. You're trying to define what it is and like, what it does, what does it stand for? 
Um, and I'd rather have like read something like that, even if it's from a fictional character. And I, I wrote to you before, like I, I, I felt like your page was like these bite-sized content that I can just digest easily as I'm scrolling through my Instagram feed. And, you know, we all know that there, there are, there is a lot of garbage there. And, you know, as, soon as, as much as you're trying to like clean it up, there's, somehow it just keeps popping up because you're following some hashtag and then you're like, okay, no, I don't like this hashtag anymore. I'm going to switch yeah. it out, right? But yep, yep. Uh, your page was offering, like, it, it, especially now tourists, like recently, like in recent times, I've noticed it's, it's from a lot of mediums. It's not just from books and it's not just from authors, but it's from people who have said certain things and how you want to maintain, you want to just keep that and spread this bite-sized um quote who which obviously belonged to some author right like somebody mm -hmm. wrote that line um and yep. the, the character is not real right but it's still valid so i wonder how yep. what made you make this twitch this this like jump to and not just like real life authors but now i'm gonna you were watching some movie and you're like oh hey this is actually really nice like i want to share this with the page what made you what when when did that happen first um, I guess I've always kind of been mixing it up, but more so lately, I think it's just, you know, there's, um, you can get deep quotes from anywhere, you know, get deep quotes from this conversation. You can get deep quotes from, uh, people at work, my old job. Um, I had a quote wall and, uh, when mm -hmm. people said something funny or ridiculous or occasionally deep, I put it on the quote wall. I even put, uh, there's a, old coworker of mine, it's hilarious. He was just having a rough day and wasn't sure what he wanted out of whatever project or maybe even life. And he's <sighs> like, just comes in to my office. He's like, my entire life revolves around pretending to be somebody I don't want to be. <laughs> and I was like, that's profound. <laughs> like it, it's sad and, uh, but it's profound and it's relatable. So I'm putting that on the quote wall and I'm gonna put that on my page too um so oh yeah and you ended up know, putting you you put it on your page yeah 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 a while ago way long that was like three three years ago wow um, okay which and, came first uh, your yeah. page or the quote wall i'm curious uh my page because i had it before okay. that job um but uh yeah you know even in anywhere there's there's deep quotes throughout the day and then people shock you um uh, yeah so i don't know if i've ever really consciously thought about it until now i just thought you know there's quotes from any anywhere the office has a ton of them and that's why i keep posting office quotes because i'm going through it for the ninth time as every person does mm -hmm. um but uh yeah I'm, I'm slowly trying to become a movie buff so i'm getting i'm watching a lot of old movies and trying to get some quotes from there as well um yeah, it's been fun. I know I could repeat now too. Like I've, I have enough now. It's like 2000 something quotes where I could go back to the ones that work. Um, and, and I will, if I run out of stuff, but, um, not yet, not yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, would you say like in, in, in comparison to, let's say some, some page that is specifically about philosophy and like specifically about some, some kind of poetry or like Bukowski nihilism or whatever, like he didn't yeah. like, it's, it approaches some kind of uh, one of a particular 
sects of thought, not not sects of thought, what's the right branches of thought? Same sort of theme. Yeah. Um, uh, for you, where what would it be? What would you say? Um, I mean, I think my general theme for life is kind of analyzing your own ego. Um, hmm. I think that's that's kind of ones that, that really hit me the most. You know, there's certain quotes that I, I post because it's just like, um, no, that's pretty deep. I like it. Let's put that one on there. But then there's other ones that really like speak to me, you know, and I'm like, and those I think in general are the ones about ego, self-analysis, you know, pride, um, why we do things. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, which author or thinker really gets at that. There's, there's too many, um, but that's kind of been a theme where I, I try to push a lot of like self-awareness, ego, analyzing your own intentions, why we do things. Um, uh, one of the ones that always does well that I, I've, I've posted like three, four times is uh, a good deed dies when it is spoken about. Mm. Um, it's an old, it's an old proverb. Mm. Um, and I'd say if I had to put kind of a theme and, and pick one quote, I would say that one. Um, and it seems like people like that one a lot too, because every time I post it, it gets a lot of likes and reshares. Um, it's funny it's that that word, I try to analyze it's throughout that, my life. This is interesting uh, because that specific one also exists in the form in Albanian. And right now I can't recall exactly mm. how it's said, but for sure, like, uh, there is this general belief that you should not speak of good deeds other that, uh, because then you are revealing somehow that you had an underlying motive, like you had an underlying intent to, for, to doing that deed. Mm. And then that kind of makes it almost manipulative, you know, right, almost right. unconsciously. I should, um, yeah. yeah. And not always, you know, not always, but there is that thought and there's yeah. the counter narrative of like, well, you know, if I share this, then, so many people will be inspired to do more and that's valid you know that's that's certainly sometimes the case but i think in today's social media world you kind of have to ask yourself where's the pendulum is the problem that people aren't sharing enough uh, i don't think so it seems like everyone's sharing something um hmm. so i've always i've always felt like the pendulum is way the other way so I push more towards this way but I'm sure there are times when people aren't sharing enough and they need to uh, inspire others and and talk about whatever good they're doing um, I just don't feel like that's where the pendulum currently is hence why I try to push the page the other way hmm. that's that is an interesting, actually, that is an interesting perspective. Um, the difference or to reach this balance between sharing enough and then sharing too much. Because I've noticed, uh, let's say, if we just think about deep thinking, right? This this idea that usually from people nowadays is it's considered like, oh, come on, like, don't think too deep. In Albanian, we say, fail it. it means don't go too deep. Don't go into the depths. Like, come on, go right. back. Go back to the surface. Easy now. Yeah. Easy now. Yeah. Like, come on. We don't need to wake up. Like, I, I don't want to wake up and start thinking about death immediately. Like, I, I, I want to just enjoy my morning right. coffee or whatever. Uh, but it seems that our idea of what depth is is changing, um, as, especially with the growth of social media. And the more we expose ourselves, as like 
and by that I mean our brains, the more we share ourselves, it's almost like we are redefining what surface level means and what depth means. Uh, does that make sense? Like now you, for example, share uh, what meant deep before might have not been as deep, right, as it is today, because now it's just, oh, no, wait, this is too much for me. I just want to focus on my influencers. I just want to watch my memes. I just want to have my fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and then every once in a while you hear one of these like incredibly like profound and it reminds us of like some core value of ours that is in that depth that maybe we don't necessarily get to access as much. And then it's a bit refreshing, right? Like now it's like mm -hmm. breath of fresh air. Um, so, you know, have you, have you seen kind of this change, what we consider to be deep thinking daily over the course of the existence of your page based on what people have been liking? um yes i i think and just to clarify to kind of understand your question are you saying that like by people sharing more we're setting a new bar for mm -hmm. you know what level of depth we can go and in mm -hmm. some ways if we didn't share more via the increase in social media the increase in standing up for whatever or kind of the increase in tons of millennials going to therapy and sharing and and all mm -hmm. of this mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. we've collectively increased the depth of society yes is that kind of the question just the yes yes absolutely okay um yes i think we have um but i do think it comes at a cost um like i i think all of that is a net good and social media helps you believe you're not alone. You know, you listen to a certain podcast, you're like, oh, that's exactly what I was thinking and to whom it may concern. I've also wrote the letter to myself a while ago, mm -hmm. you know, um, there's a lot of that, but there's also, we've kind of lost the like, uh, I don't know, the kind of beauty of, of not saying things. And maybe it's a difference of, um, interesting Up, upbringing you know i grew up in the u.s so uh people are incessantly sharing everything about themselves and it almost becomes too much and like less is more and someone who is dealing with a lot and not saying anything i'm 20 times more interested than someone who is quote unquote brave and sharing whatever story they are or whatever they're dealing with and maybe that's different you know maybe in a in a different culture where people are trained to not share anything and the last generation just closed up and didn't want to think about anything maybe the next generation really needs to share and open up and etc but i guess maybe it's just kind of the microclimate i grew up in it's like people just don't stop sharing whatever story they have and obviously in a lot of cases it's good it just it does feel a little bit overdone from what i've seen mm -hmm. again i'm just not answering your questions i don't think i'm sorry <laughs> no <laughs> I just go on these tangents. <laughs> no but that's sorry. okay i love tangents and that's totally fine i can i'm, I'm following you so that's what's important i hope that this is followable okay, from a third perspective of somebody who's not here and lis listens in and is like, where, what are they talking about? What the hell are they talking about? <laughs> uh, no, we'll I, 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 I for sure, I for sure see what you're saying. 
and I, I have to agree with you um, because um, it's hard to put to words, right? This is really, really hard to put to words. What is missing? And again, I, again, it takes me back to the topic of I don't know how to connect with you uh, because I, I, I believe that in today's society, uh, we like we're trying to find this essence of us, which I'm considering to be our authentic selves. And because I'm doing that, and I have so many tools now to do the self-exploration through or by, like I can use social media as that tool. I can use music as that tool. I can use, I don't know, insert medium here to, 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 to explore myself through it. And now I want to share it with people because I want to see if maybe somebody else out there uh, can relate to this pain or to this, this sort of thread of self-exploration. And maybe I can help them through this thread, through their thread of self-exploration. I mean, the whole idea of to whom it may concern is like, I am sharing my flow so that maybe you can take some piece of it and hopefully like use that to enhance yours and to help you in your flow. And by flow, I consider that to be like your optimal experience. So every day, every moment that you're, that you're living in life, like now you, you can just, you can feel more fulfilled and more content with who you are and who you are becoming and believe yourself and becoming more but I've also noticed, like years ago, when Brene Brown wrote her book on vulnerability, right? Like basically finding uh, finding brevity, like feeling strong in your vulnerabilities, and understanding that being vulnerable does not mean being weak. Um, it there is something in that nakedness of soul, of self, of of your true self, um, and uh, exposing yourself that kind of gives you makes you feel even stronger right mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. when this was first shared i think that it, it it really picked up and it because it touched a core value of ours as human beings is like we all want to be seen for who we truly are not for who we mm -hmm. like to be like your friend's quote i feel like i'm fighting like my whole life i'm trying to be somebody i don't want to be like it's just right, but I, right. I, have, I have to maintain that image right so i think vulnerability the invitation to be vulnerable uh with your quote-unquote self-perceived like weaknesses quote-unquote weaknesses i'm going to call it um mm -hmm. gave us back that strength and then social media picked that up and now i'm like plastering it like i'm i'm, I'm putting it through my gramophone uh, or magnetophone right and now i'm just like going mm -hmm. running around my neighborhood and i'm screaming mm -hmm. it out mm -hmm. hey guys i go to therapy hey guys mm -hmm. like i struggle with anxiety who here struggles with anxiety let's all come right. together i think it's another symptom of how and truly really I, I think it's another symptom of how disconnected we are because we crave creating our mini communities so much and we're yeah. constantly uh, broadcasting ourselves now like we're broadcasting our vulnerabilities because we're we are getting to a point where we are desperately trying to find meaningful connections and in social media mm -hmm. this is the easiest in real life it's still i think uh this this kind of idea where I get to meet people uh, from, I, I've met people throughout my life, like from multiple cultures. Like I've met uh, Kosovars, we are a different breed. <laughs> Eastern Europe, generally, like now that I live in Poland, different breed of humanity, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> we are somewhere in the forgotten land. 
you know yes europe ends and right before asia begins there is this dark mm -hmm. hole <laughs> yeah i was i was just talking to my wife and i'm like i'm she's from eastern europe and i'm like I don't know much about Eastern Europe. I feel like I'm pretty well traveled and I've, you know, I understand most cultures, but I just don't know much about Eastern Europe. So <laughs> I second your point. Yeah. yeah, you should you should visit. Just pick a country. <laughs> It'll be an experience. I guarantee yeah. it. You can just follow any Eastern European page on Instagram and you'll be like, mm -hmm. what in the world? Is this where all the memes come from? Like <laughs> <laughs> If you've ever wondered where memes come from, just might have been Eastern Europe, might have been. <laughs> I'll have to go now that I'm very close by. So yeah, for sure. Um, if you're in, yeah, for sure you should try it. But again, like to going going back to the to right. this point to this thread of thought, vulnerability I think was uh, a reminder of our deep core values of you know, who I am, I truly and embracing myself. And now social media allowed us to broadcast it. Now in turn, this has, is, is, has um, highlighted what, what you just said, where now we're highlighting our weaknesses and all of a sudden it's kind of becoming all too monochromatic. Like, oof, yeah. if I see another post about anxiety, come on, man. It yeah. kind of becomes, yeah. I don't know, it becomes the cycle where shouldn't we have learned this lesson and move on to more things, right? Yeah, and I think a lot of times it's not uh, actually sharing a vulnerability. You know, it's like your hmm. your real vulnerabilities are somewhere underneath what you just posted about your vulnerabilities. You know, it's like almost becomes cool. Cool hmm. in life changes throughout. You know, cool hmm. in the nineteen eighties or. 1990s might have been being rich and driving a cool car cool now might be you know sharing about a tough childhood and how many uh issues you have and you're dealing with and the fact that you go to therapy like a lot of times what appears to be a vulnerability is just another strange millennial way of bragging as wild as it seems that's not always the case some people are just truly trying to reach out and they're struggling to have a connection and this is the only way they know how fair enough but I think a lot of um, a lot of it is just ego in a different form and when mm. ego switches people people think uh, the ego of 10 years ago is the ego today you know uh, mm. bullying now might not be some guy in a high school football jacket that's mm. picking on you because you're a nerd bullying is different now it could be uh more subtle more passive aggressive it could be all online you know it's just the the ego doesn't change but the the mediums of these egos uh change and then it confuses us and then we're like well i think this person's being vulnerable i don't want to be a bad person and like not give them the benefit of the doubt it's like yeah, you don't, but maybe they don't deserve it. And yeah. it sounds cruel, but you know, that's sometimes the case. Um, and I, again, I can only speak from what I've seen. Um, and I only lived this specific life in upstate New York and now Italy. So I don't, I, I could be completely off, but from what I've seen that, that appears to be the case is that the, the cool is changing and people are adjusting to the new cool. 
Um, uh, yeah, I completely, I completely agree with you there. Actually, there is a component. I think I, I honestly believe that our gut feeling, and I was actually sharing this on my Instagram page earlier. Um, our gut feeling can see intent. And you mentioned like, what is our intent? Like what is behind this intent of ours to connect? And that's very important. It is part of the core of who we are. And like our intention is going to color relationships, like us going into relationships with other people, whatever kind of format that it is. And I think this is very important to understand our own intents and to protect ourselves, right? From possibly difficult or draining or toxic or beneficial, whatever, like non-beneficial relationships or connections with people. We follow our gut most of the times, you know, because our gut tends to tell us, oh, something something here feels wrong like recently i even saw uh saw this note saying that butterflies are in your stomach you know we've always naively perceived them as like oh love at first sight or you know i he gave me he, she gave me butterflies so now this must be truly special because i haven't gotten them you know it could be also a sign of your anxiety and this mm-hmm. kind of changed now the perception the, sh- the the how i'm how i'm looking at connections between people too because our our core internal like evolutionary drive is to connect right it is like we connect to our mothers since the day in our crib right like this is for face-to-face contact i'm establishing because you are a mirror to me because you see me i exist you know this 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 saying i am because my dog sees me like there is an author whose name i don't remember i don't know where i heard this from and maybe you should maybe i can show it to you and, and hopefully There's you can another one. yeah you can resurface it in your page because that would be really awesome uh find the source don't let me just like put that in the air okay. <laughs> and let me lost somewhere but for sure it, it was so it was so interesting i am because my dog sees me yes like you know cogito ergo sum i think therefore i am it's like no my dog sees me therefore i am <laughs> <laughs> i would be i would be inexistent if i wouldn't be at least observed by one other entity that i consider to right. be alive um and in this case, it's like even dogs and, and now, now our pets have become, a, a, have become such a deep component of our lives because we, we can see that they can truly, they can see us as well and they can feel our intents as well, right? Like dogs and cat, like pets generally, they feel people's intents and there is this um, instinctual inclination for them to like you and for them to be obviously also affected by their preconditions or pre-programming, right? Depending like trauma, mm-hmm. uh, dogs behave. Mm-hmm. We, we, we become irrational. Our guts become irrational to some extent uh, yeah. or hyperactive if we've gone through trauma. But if we work through them, it is like us maintaining this homeostasis of our guts. And I'm calling it a gut because it's not physical thing, right? It's like this gut feeling, <laughs> something right. that comes right. from the core of our brains. That is connecting before mm-hmm. we even know that we've connected that piece of information. And when we establish this means to connect, right? Now we're looking at this person. We say, hmm, something here feels right. Like, I want to reach out to that. And mm-hmm. to your point, when you're looking sometimes at some of these content pieces, like they're sharing their vulnerabilities or sharing parts of their lives, there is a gut feeling there. And I understand this is not empirical. This is not like a scientific observation or something like that. But there is something there that begs for, you know, it, it kind of, hmm, you know, it, it makes you go a bit of, 
hmm, like raise a question mm -hmm. mark. Why does this feel disingenuine? Why does it feel mm -hmm. disingenuine, right? Can I put it to words? And moreover, can people even notice? Like, can can everybody notice? Or you know, how, yeah. how what's the percentage of people? Like, kids most likely are not going to notice, and maybe they will follow this page, like this influence or whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah. if at, at what point do we say this is not genuine enough, and then this is genuine, this is authentic, and this is not authentic? I believe. What you're doing with your page, and this is going to sound like I'm like pampering you out, I'm saying, but but this is honestly an appreciation of your content because I think what your page is doing is like you're taking snapshots, right, of values or just things that were said at some point in life, and you're taking snapshots mm -hmm. of that and saying this is what I want to perpetuate in society. You start somewhere, you start with yourself, you yourself mm -hmm. see value in that, and then you're sharing it to your page, and now you're sharing it with your community, right, your community of people, and you're exposing that value back, right, so it's a snapshot, instead of saying, mm -hmm. okay, let's, let's focus on this shared anxiety, or this shared uh, vulnerability specifically of this one person, you say, no, actually, I want to see what they're doing with that, like, what did mm -hmm. they do with their pain, did they did, it use, did they use it as a tool? Did they fall in love with it? And now they're in this addictive cycle. Mm -hmm. What happened? And how did that, how did, did that inspire thoughts and deep thoughts? Right? That's, that's yeah. where the yeah. best, deepest thoughts come from. Yeah, I think to your, to your point about the kind of gut feeling, I've always found that like your, I think your, your gut is more logical than you think. You know, a lot of times people are like, stop going with your gut, like go with what uh, in football, it's like go with the analytics say, um, mm. stop f going with how you feel. And, and mm. a lot of times that's important, like in investing in sports or whatever, you need to just go with what the data says, stop bringing in your own biases. But a lot of times I think in, um, you know, analyzing, I guess judging people, um, <laughs> you, uh, your gut is more logical than you think you just I mean for me especially I just can't articulate it as much as I'd like to and I noticed as I've gotten older I was like I always had a feeling about this person on mm. tv or that mm. person I just now I can like break it down and be like okay I don't like it because I think they're saying this when and I think they're humble bragging about this or whatever mm. I don't know I can't even do it now as you can see yeah but there is oh, like um as you get older and your kind of vocabulary expands your mind expands you're like oh now I can explain it and then you trust your gut you're like okay I have this same feeling mm. everything on paper says that I should be friends with this person every uh everything on paper says it could be romantic. This would be a perfect match, but for some reason it's not right. That's your gut telling you, look, it's something deeper. I just can't explain it to you. Um, you don't have, uh, you don't have the brain to, to figure it out, but I'm telling you like, look deep down, there's something there and it might take a while and there might be all of these signals throughout. Um, but just trust me, I'm telling you, I'm giving you the indication now you explaining it comes later. Um, and I think Absolutely. that's why people lead so much when they like, uh, I keep making it negative. It could be positive too. You could have a gut feeling that's good. Yeah. Um, but people, there's a good quote and I forgot it, but um, like something, nothing unites uh, 
two people as much as a common enemy or something like that. Um, it's 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 more clever, but um, but I I know yeah it, it's also used as a way of also bringing uh, the way that the American nation has been brought together throughout generations has always been the common enemy that is like the the classic classic move, <laughs> and it works every time. It's so it's true for sure. It's yeah. true. Common enemies bring people together. Unfortunately. Yeah. But it's also evolutionary, you know, we were, that's yeah. what brought us in, together as a community. That's true too. I just think there's something with like the, uh, to finish that point, it's kind of maybe like uh, you both have a shared gut feeling, but you can't explain it. You know, mm -hmm. it's almost like some, it's, it's even more of a connection when it's like you both have a shared gut feeling, but you can't even explain it, but you happen mm -hmm. to reach the same conclusion. And who knows if you reached it for different reasons, but something about that, like, unexplainable shared gut is very bonding um yeah i would agree with that and as you as you're talking there is this visual that came to mind um i'm i'm very like my brain works in metaphors and and, and <laughs> i can't help it sometimes like as we're speaking especially if we're getting like super deep my gut sometimes I'm going to say my gut sometimes, like as if there is like a small brain living inside of my big brain <laughs> that I right, use right. to talk. Your deep subconscious, we'll call it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that's what it is, right? Deep subconscious. Uh, sometimes it just bubbles up this these images that kind of uh, simplify maybe or help then put together, put to words some thing that I'm trying to express. And like say, as you were speaking about the gut and you know, maybe there was some information out there that you just now you're trying to reach to and you can't quite articulate because you haven't gotten to that yet. And an image popped into my mind of, let's say, we're, it, it, imagine this, right? Now you're looking from like a profile of a, uh, or like a split, like a half split of the earth, like the ground, like the soil underneath the ground. And underneath the soil, you can observe as the tree is growing, right? And now, mm -hmm. if we, those are the roots, the roots of the tree rather mm -hmm. growing. And then there is like mm -hmm. the sprout that finally uh, uh, punctures through the ground. And now like, you know, you have the, sap, the, the sapling and the sapling continues to grow into a big tree. But this visual of the roots came in because suddenly... Like it, it might be an interesting analogy to consider our gut being this uh, process of you, the soil has its nutrients, right? And nutrients, they're kind of gathered through osmosis, right? And it's just kind of a natural process of things decaying and things accumulating over time, you know, the, the circle, the, the circle of life, the cycle uh, of life, as it were. And as part of that cycle, you can't control it. The tree itself can't really control where it is. It's like now the, the, that is where the seed is. And now it has this particular part of a soil at, at, as its area to grow. And the nutrients in that soil, the roots as they are expanding, they can only expand where there are nutrients, right? They, they tend to go where there's nutrients. And those roots, I believe, would represent, in this analogy anyway, are representative of your analytical mind, of your conscious brain. So like what you, the kind of information that you can actually reach to and then articulate, maybe, maybe not quite articulate, let's say the articulation part mm -hmm. comes invisible tree, 
that is yeah. above ground, but beneath the ground, these roots are your neurons connecting to these nutrients, which is, let's say, pieces of information that you are exposed to. Like, we have to remember one thing, and I've kind of become more, I'm, I'm getting more increasingly aware of this, and um, I'm not sure how I feel about it yet, but I'm, I'm growing more increasingly aware of the fact that we, as human beings, we don't realize that we are always, always on. The only time when we are off is when we are sleeping, right? Or when we die. But when we sleep, our brain is turned off and we cease to get new information, right? And I don't mean just like through our eyes as we're reading or, you know, through our ears as we're listening or touching. Like, I mean, through all of our senses, we are constantly, constantly absorbing our environment. And the more we expose ourselves to, that's what I mean. Like the roots keep growing because that the, the, the soil is rich with nutrients and I'm just expanding and branching out my roots, but I can only, re I can only reach rather as far as I need to. If I'm growing into a big, big tree, then yeah, my roots are going to kind of be uh, in, in parallel. They're going to be as big, as thick and as branched out because I need to maintain the stability. Right. Sure. But this, this gut, I think is like this, this, uh, capacity of ours to outstretch our roots as we are asserting ourselves into the world right the bigger we become the stronger we become mm -hmm. our roots are also growing deep into our consciousness and subconsciousness and accessing this data so the more we trust it it's almost we are trusting in our own roots so yes we have stronger foundations of ourselves like we say no like the wind can be blowing but i have strong roots so it's not gonna mm -hmm. just pull me away right it's less likely mm -hmm. to pull me away and by you know when the wind is blowing i mean natural storms that appear in our lives so there is mm -hmm. a, there is d definitely a truth and a positive note to what you're saying and this is we are constantly growing and if we continuously ignore our guts then we are almost disallowing ourselves to establish this foundation and to understand that there is there is a reason to why we feel this way. But if we keep ignoring it, then those roots are just going to be there. And you know how they say, like, trees that don't have strong roots, they really do get carried away by hurricanes and, mm -hmm. and tornadoes mm -hmm. and whatnot. So the storm just takes you with them and uproots you. And now you're completely somewhere else. So I, I've started to see now this, that this image is in my mind. I, I, and I, as I'm saying it out loud, I, I feel like it even makes more sense where mm -hmm. uh, this is maybe how we are like like the more we trust our gut the more we feel like we've grown like you know going into your 30s mm -hmm. and now you're saying okay i kind of know what group of friends i want to be like that is also coming from our guts it's saying now i'm mm -hmm. going to trust my gut in making this decision for me because i on i know that it's a part of me right and it's helping me make this decision quicker faster so that i get less pain right in this disappointment or maybe this this thing isn't healthy and i don't want to do it or maybe this is healthy and now i want to pursue it yeah, so. yeah and i think to to your analogy is good as well because there the flip side is also there of like yes the uh analysis of your roots and the pushing deeper in your roots is all beneficial however the flip side is that you're not moving as much mm. um mm. Which Ooh, is okay, point. you know, I think, I think uh, the analogy works and it also works in real life, you know, I think as you get older, 
you do need to kind of settle into not necessarily location, but to who you are, what you want to do. And that's good, but it comes at a cost. And that cost comes as you can't be kind of a seed flying in the wind, trying different things and seeing the whole world or whatever you want to do. Um, so yeah, no, it's a, it's a very interesting um, analogy and one I'll have to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. I wish I had more to expand. It was very good, but uh no, I mean, you yeah, did. Nothing, nothing more than the trade-off, that's all. Is, uh, to be honest with you, that is very... Hmm. You said, you know, uh, being static. And essentially, the, the, the stronger your roots, the less likely you are to move. And then human beings yeah, remain... Get a little too... hard-headed. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, maybe we're looking at it, or, you know, I, I don't want to say maybe, but perhaps we're looking as movements as, as three-dimensional, you know, you're moving in a three-dimensional world and I'm getting up and I'm moving, right? Uh, a different kind of dimensional world would be that we're, we're, we're calling it like this, this, this fifth, the, 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 the web of, what was it? 3.0, like the next That's three. Yeah. yeah. This sort of, we're, we're constantly trying to redefine our dimensions and then expand them. And oh, how can we get to 3.0 or 3.5 or 4.0 oh. or the fifth dimension, sixth dimension? How many more dimensions can we explore? Um, and I absolutely love, by the way, this is like a digression, but I don't know if you've seen these um, these little cubicles that they have in shopping malls sometimes, or they had a few years back when VR finally became a thing and, you know, VR virtual reality, come on guys. Like this is a whole new world. It's like four definition. Cause you know, mm-hmm. now you're in, you're entering a fourth dimension somehow, um, <laughs> or, or even more so like you have 6d, 8d, 9d, like, because they started adding, uh other auditory like experience like they started maybe adding a a 3d audio like right so like surround system they started adding wind effects when you would put the vr on so that added another dimension and i just loved it like Mm -hmm. as as i was seeing those i'm like come on guys do you even like whatever is a sixth dimension it's not wind i'll tell you that As a as a game designer as well, perhaps that uh, rubbed you the wrong way. Oh, yeah, it absolutely <laughs> did. I mean, I, it stayed with me <laughs> for a long time after since. I'm glad I finally got to voice it. Maybe finally, I can let it go. <laughs> uh, but but to your point, you know, movement, the way that we perceive, because I I agree with one thing, you know, with one school of thought, which is uh, we human beings were we are made you know bruce lee said be like water right be like water my friend and i think there is so much to that saying uh and i i you know we can now like that is a deep profound saying but then there's also this thing about deep profound sayings that they're deep because you can just it's like a tip of the iceberg you know you can just keep exploring it um maybe even the definition of profound is somebody points at a quote something that is that is deep and profound because it is that tip of the iceberg and you say oh hey there's actually so much more here that meets the eye and now mm-hmm. it opens way to like such a deep uh, a much deeper conversation and so human beings are not meant to be static we're not meant to be motionless because we are made up of, of water like say 70 80 of us and if we do remain static then we turn into swamps 
right? Water right. that stays and is moving, it becomes uh, inedible, right? Indigestible, it just mm -hmm. becomes, it starts to get sick. And then we start to get sick if we're immobile. So by definition, mm -hmm. we are meant to be moving, right? By, by, who we, by way of who we are, we are supposed to be constantly moving. So that is an interesting observation. I don't know how we could add this other layer of dimension where we can incorporate motion so that we're not too set in our ways we're not too static yeah i mean i think the to go back to the the tree one it's like uh there is the trade-off of staying but you're also growing upward as you're and you're growing outward so you know you're, you're there is some width um and you're actually giving back versus taking you know, mm. because I think sometimes, um, you know, correct me if I'm misunderstanding some of this, but like, if you are constantly moving and you have a mindset where you're like, I always have to change. I always have to see new things. I never want to settle. And, and mm. that could be in your mind, or it could be like settling in the suburbs and having family, whatever. It could be a lot of different versions of settle. Um, mm you that's also dangerous because i think sometimes you are you're taking too much and you're not giving back whereas when you've set your self up in a certain area and you've decided to be a tree and you've decided to grow then you could kind of give back to the area that you're in mm -hmm. um but if you travel or if you move too much and you're constantly changing your mind then um there's the the trade-off of never actually giving back i think um uh i mentioned a friend of mine Vizzy. he has a good analogy where he talks about the brain as almost like a uh a fortress and uh, or the mind like a fortress and he says you know the best fortresses if you if you just build really tough walls um, nothing will ever get in, but you also never be able to trade ideas and you'll never grow your civilization mm. because you're not able to trade. And if you're completely open, then people will attack your fortress and you mm. have no walls or barriers and you'll never, um, change your, or you'll never be able to build anything because you're constantly getting attacked and whatever person's new idea comes in, you're into that all of a sudden. And he said, the best way is to think of it as like, a of a fortified wall but with many doors um, so that you have this perfect balance of letting in certain thoughts that you think are valid that can help that you can quote unquote trade with other villages and nations um, but also be strong enough to keep your own set of values your own set of culture your own set of whatever i'm kind of mixing matching the analogy but i think it's really mm -hmm. good because i think um there's overcompensations in generations you know i think maybe from what I've observed, the boomers have too much of a fortress. They're not mm. listening as much, maybe a little more hard-headed, headed, but um, the millennials are so open that, you know, the old saying that your brain falls out. So like <laughs> every idea is interesting and everyone you're giving the benefit of the doubt and everything all of a sudden changes your thought. And that's why, you know, millennials, I think have spread themselves too thin. They feel guilty about everything. They can't make decisions, da, 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 da. Um, whereas I think there's a balance maybe between the two generations where it's like, I know who I am. And this kind of comes back to what we were talking about before. I know who I am. I know what I want, but I also am flexible enough to bring in new ideas, to hear what this person has to say, or this idea, 
um, that's where you try to come into your own, which who knows what that is, but, hmm. and uh, who knows where I'm going with this tangent as well. I was trying to connect it back, but. Um, actually, you connected it right back all to over the beginning. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you connected it back right to the beginning, I think, coming into your own. And you know, this this analogy of like you you're the you're the boomer, right? So we are the generations that came after the boomers. Right, right. It was mm. the, the Y, the Y yuppie generations, and then there's us millennials, I believe, right? Like we are after the Y generation, and then there's the generation Z. Uh, so mm -hmm. the ones that came after us. And I don't know what these new generations are called right now. I'm kind of losing track. As far as I know, I just know the Generation Z or Zoomers, or is that what they're called? I don't know. I just know Generation <laughs> Z, yeah, ZZ, which is a really cool one letter. One below millennials, we'll say. Yeah, one yeah. below. It's a really cool letter. I love the letter Z. I wish we had it instead. I don't know why we don't even yeah. have a letter. We're just called millennials. <laughs> come on really come on. why did you skip us generation x baby like come on guys do we It'd really matter cooler. it would be <sighs> you know we had to be special in every which way what can we do exactly exactly uh, but like i was saying um you have the boomer generations and then the Y up generation was a product of the boomers. But then also we are some the, the Y generation uh, and us millennials, I think we're both products of boomers. And it depends, you know, how mm -hmm. old, like my parents were, are definite boomers. My dad is 73 and my mom is almost 70. So it's like, they, they're definitely boomer generation and absolutely agree with you. Like already fortresses, you know, set up strong foundations. We don't need to change, we're safe, we're fine. I don't want to change my status quo. I don't want to do anything else because this is how the society will continue to exist. You know, so I'm less likely to make changes because of some kid out there is thinking, "Ooh, you know, that we have a Michelangelo inside of our walls now. So let's, mm -hmm. I don't know, let's now break down the walls in open way because we should just open everybody and accept art and whatever. So like, right. For, right. for sure. Uh, but we were a generation that came after that as a, as a byproduct of that. And I believe what happened to millennials is we now had to compensate for that extremely constrained uh, fortress of thought. And we had to compensate for it by creating an open space. Like, I just want to go out there and live in the fields and right. sleep in the meadows. I need freedom. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I I I, I want to live in a world where everybody accepts everybody and we all love each other and you know give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Um, and mm. we quickly, I believe, are learning that well, we do need to build some foundation, right? And we do need to build some walls because we all need boundaries. Otherwise, we're just like all a mishmash, and there is no nothing that we carry on to next generations and I mean, this might be the thing right like let's say you the boomers were building their fortresses and now they've built that fortress with those walls because growing up they thought that you know they had to kind of compensate for that who knows what their experience was mm -hmm. like in their 20s like right we can separate and ask sure. a lot of wars for sure mm -hmm. a lot of world wars for one so yeah defense mechanisms make sense and then yeah. there's us and we're just like, no, I don't believe in war. I don't want war. I want peace. I believe in the world that can solve everything by talking to each other, open walls. And then now into our 30s, we're like, well, 
no people have intents and not all of those are good and some people mm -hmm. are their morals are not necessarily in the right place and if i don't protect myself from that then i'm going to suffer and i'm going to be spent and i don't want my kid to live in a world to right to be exposed to that too so mm -hmm. maybe i'm not and by I, I mean like me as a millennial and say, I'm not going to build as high, as restricting laws as boomers that came before me. Mm -hmm. But I might mm -hmm. just make less lower walls, more maybe rational walls, you know, maybe not right. like a line in the right. sand. <laughs> There's a happy medium somewhere, but <laughs> what it is, is, is difficult. To be determined, and I think we're learning it. I'm curious. I would love, oh, if you had already opened the letter, you know, it would have been so awesome to have you. I don't say super. Well, you'll have to have me back on, and uh, maybe I can tell you how it went. I am for sure. If if you'd be up for it, I'd be. I'd absolutely be up for it. Um, but yeah, like who would have thought? Who would have thunk? Who knows what that twenty-year-old thought? you what kind of walls you should build you know what kind of fortress you should have by now yeah yeah no it's a it's an interesting practice and i would uh, encourage everyone to to do it whether it's a five-year one a 10-year one it's just a good way to keep you grounded to recognize passage of time and uh mm -hmm. Saying all of this before I read read it, so. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think it's really cool what you're doing with the podcast, and uh, I think it's important for everyone to go back and and reassess who they were, or re recognize who they were and reassess mm -hmm. who they are now. And yeah, a lot of them will be good reminders in there. You're like, oh wait, you know what? I wanted to do this, and oh, I went off path here. Mm -hmm. um, and other things would be like, you know what? I wanted that when I was that age. I don't want it anymore. Either way, it's good. You know, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And maybe, maybe it's 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 a bit strange to see yourself as someone like I don't agree with this hedonistic perspective of we only live one. So you know, let's make the most out of it. And because I think some of that leads to self deterioration and self destructive behavior, where you're considering yourself a candle i am a candle i shall uh, light myself up i shall spread light or like a firework right so like you're thinking of yourself you're coupling yourself with very ephemeral temporary analogies we are all temporary for sure mm -hmm. but there is more to life sometimes like I, I i think it's completely normal right to be either or but there has to be this clear separation made where we're not pressuring ourselves to say, like, I know I have friends that would say to that, would say, oh, come on, like, why, Agnes, why are you going back to your past? Like, why are you going back to your, just move on, it's fine, you only live once, come on, don't think so deeply, don't go so deep, because you're not enjoying life, and it's like, well, I am, but it's just, it's just my way of enjoying life, is thinking of, uh, of kind of projecting this into the future, and saying, okay what mm -hmm. what am i going to pass on to future generations because that matters to me or you know maybe it's just about future generations is me in 10 years that I, I would be a future generation what do i want to tell myself if i'm still alive in the day right if, basically if health permits and all that um mm -hmm. so i see this value for sure i see this value. i'm curious what made you what made you write it like what made you sit down as a 20 year old and do this um i think i was watching um what's that show neil patrick harris uh 
How I Met Your Mother. And I think he did it in How I Met Your Mother. So um, wow. <laughs> I was going through that show and I was like, you know what, that's a fun idea. I'm going to do that. Okay. Um, and then I did it. And then later, I, I, um, uh, I, I made it seem more like, okay, well, I'm, I try to pride myself on being a deep thinker and I have the quotes page and that's why I did it. But really, I think it was just, I was watching the show, but that's kind of a fun idea. And uh, I was turning 20 at the time. So I was like, I'll do it to my 30 year old self. So uh, yeah, that's, that's the story. How I met your mother. Yeah, honestly, you, you seem to be, I mean, obviously I feel, I feel like me too. I would actually be terrified to be reading something like that. Sometimes it's terrifying to just go back to letters that were given to me years back because I don't want to, I don't know if I'm ready to, to see that again, you know, to read that again, right. but uh, it might not be as cathartic, but still I don't, like, I don't know what your experience is going to be like, right, reading into this, but I can, I can understand some anxiety behind it, and this, this fear of, am I achieving, like you were saying in the beginning, am I achieving the expectations of myself 10 years back, and how is that going to make me feel into the future? Um, yeah, yeah. It could trigger an existential crisis, midlife crisis. It could, yeah. <laughs> it could trigger quite a bit. Uh, we'll Loki. see. <laughs> I'm trying to prep myself for that. Yeah. Just call um, up your therapists and be like, okay, uh, fair warning, <laughs> this is coming. <laughs> uh, As it, if I need uh, another reason to stress <laughs> at this, this letter in March. So. But um, like I said, if you want to have me back on, I'd be happy to come back on. I'm interested to see where um, this podcast goes. I still haven't gone through all of them. I've gotten the first two and then the most recent one and half of the one before that. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been very interesting. I'll, uh, I'll certainly promote it on the page and, and this, this one as well, okay. if it ever goes live <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah I, I, i'm gonna take my time now in the upcoming week and, and edit it and like put, put it together so that i can post it um maybe even next week it'll go live just like give me some time to, to oh, wrap awesome. it up together uh awesome. thanks for uh, the, the promotion would be nice but for sure like we we we, sh we definitely need to keep in touch if you want to share it like let's 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 talk again when you open it and if you do find yourself in a moment of existential crisis perhaps talking about it was like is the best way just relativizing it <laughs> uh normalizing it that's the proper word maybe that's the best way to also go through it but i'm absolutely curious and would love if you would be willing to share it too um yeah, i'm curious absolutely. i'm curious about your page i honestly want to know you you said something and i want to say this it's like an ending tidbit to that because I will forget about it. I made a note so that I don't. Sure, um, sure. But I've seen that in your website, you're like opening up categories of uh, like what kind of, of, of quotes you wanted to have, like what kind of quotes you're looking for, these motivational, mm -hmm. like what are you looking for? Um, mm -hmm. And this, something that you said uh, also is like where... It's not just necessarily a mood that you're trying to get to by reading these quotes, but also treat it as a bank of, uh, of these patterns of thought 
you know, like you have this pattern of thought that more like supports this particular, I, I don't know, I, train of thought, like this particular school of thought. So like, that's where you're going to find that. And then that's where you're going to find these ones. Um, I think it would also serve, uh, it, your page could then become uh, also kind of a platform for other pages that are specifically for philosophy or like nihilism, for example, or Bukowski's. Mm -hmm. You can have in your own page, a category that is accumulating these. And you know, it's just an idea to kind mm -hmm. of spread because um, I, I really like what you're doing with this accumulation and that you're spreading throughout mediums. It's not just books and it's not just one author, you know, and you're surfacing different kinds of authors. That's awesome. It's what we need because there's an oversaturation mm -hmm. of literally every market. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it would be great if it turned into that. I mean, it's uh, I try to make it more of a, a central point for categories, but if it turned into categories and, um, you know, people that I know, it's, uh, that'd be great. You know, like. I have a, a list just for all comic strips. And um, of course I plug a few of the ones that I've done, but if I had friends or other creators that are like, hey, I'd, I'd love to get my quotes on or my comic strips on your mm, list or on nice. the page, you know, I'm always open for stuff like that. Um, and if it becomes a, a kind of central hub for all of that, that'd be great. Um, right now it's just categories like Goodreads, you know, like. Uh, here are all the quotes I ever posted on love or on friendship or on loyalty. So if you're in a certain mood or it's, I don't know, you have a presentation, you need quotes on leadership or something. I don't know. Like mm -hmm. just it's real concise, clean. Um, but it'd be great if it expanded into to other stuff um, just at the beginning stages and I'm still working full time and then do the post every day. So limited mm -hmm. time. Yeah eventually yeah we will see in i guess then in springtime we're gonna see we're gonna see what's up like i'll, I'll hit you up and you for sure when's, yeah. your, when's your birthday is it springtime or before? uh march march 24th so yeah i'll let you know after oh, okay. uh, i read it and uh we can uh share my crisis on the, the podcast if you'd like share your <laughs> crisis oh god Hey man, it's not going to be that bad. I read things that I wrote 10 years ago and I'm like, uh, you know, <laughs> some of it is like, wow, okay, you were, you were thinking, nice, that's good. And some of it is just like, Jesus, <laughs> how did I make it this far? <laughs> Why did you think that was worth writing down? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's all there. It's all to make yourself better and bigger and, and, and stronger. So deep yeah. in the roots. Yep. Deep in the sure. roots. Absolutely. Coming into your own. That's going to be the name of the give, episodes, by the way. I'm trying to give you names. I'm just throwing stuff out there. <laughs> For sure. Coming into your own is going to be the name of this episode. I'll guarantee yep. that. And um, we'll, we'll talk after if you're interested in. Um, uh, having guests you know i have some friends at pages as well uh, that i've met throughout the process so if you're interested um i can uh, send you a list and if you like their pages and think they might have something interesting to say as well absolutely yeah right absolutely up. that would be awesome thank you um for sure i'm like always on the lookout i'm so happy that you responded and you you we wanted to join really like this is yeah. so cool like you're you're in italy i'm in between kosovo and poland and from completely different backgrounds and we're just talking about 
like like things i don't know social media yeah. it just goes to show that world is really so small once we connect it's just a very small ecosystem there that is created and we can just endlessly converse about virtually anything yep. that can come to our mind absolutely so, absolutely so really thank you for this and i'm looking forward to our next one yeah thanks so much um we'll be in touch i guess we'll close with that then thank you so i hope you enjoyed that conversation <laughs> i don't know why but that word stuck in my head now i bid you all good night i'm definitely going to have to learn how to well, I have learned how to end guest episodes better since this time, for sure. Teach was so patient with the fact that this was my very first guest episode. And um, I was quite nervous. We've never met before. And then, yeah, we kept talking for another 20 minutes, which uh, are unrecorded. But I promise you, you did not. Well, okay, maybe you missed a little bit. <laughs> I'm kidding, you did not miss much because I had the recording. So we were just saying goodbye to each other and planning for the future. And I'm hoping that Cheech will be back in the future. So keep our fingers crossed. If you have anything you would like to say, any voice messages you would like to send, you can do so through the link on the Spotify description. Just get to the bottom of it and you will see there is a link there that asks you if you want to send any voice messages. Feel free, suggestions, uh, ideas. If you just want to join me in the episode, let me know. Do not hesitate. Thank you for joining in this flow of ours. And may you find something in it to feed into yours. <laughs> <laughs>